Hello, my child. Carol. Doug. Last night was amazing. Oh, I see. Well, let me be fair in saying that this can never happen again. So it was just a one-time thing? Yes. Honestly, it never should have happened at all. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh. Was it your first time, too? Y yeah. Well, as I said, I'm a priest. So we can never say it's Wait, what are you even talking about? What are you talking about? The time you turned into a dinosaur and ate someone. Wait. What? What? You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Episode 273, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we scrape the bottom of the prehistoric barrel for a couple of movies from the cringetacious period. <laughs> Get it? In. What? <laughs> the Jurassic Classic. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Hi, James. Hey, bud. What's how, going on? How are you? I'm fine. I'm Mike. I'm uh, I'm Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're, and you're fine. I'm, uh, I'm better, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm on the mend. Yeah? Did you have a case of the shits? I did, dude. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. I got a hell of a story. Well, my Lanta might have actually helped you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, if I could have kept anything in my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. All right, it's story time. Yeah, I don't know if I should tell it on the show. Oh, now you have to. Do I? Yeah. I don't know, dude. This is like, this is a, <laughs> this is a doozy. But if there's any... If there's any better episode to do it on, the Jurassic Classic is the one. <laughs> should I embarrass myself? You should probably okay. embarrass yourself. All right. So <laughs> on Tuesday, my son gets sick, right? He's puking. He wakes up puking. Okay. He takes like a champ. Like whenever he gets sick, he gets up, he pukes. He was puking through the night, but he'd just he'd get up out of bed. He'd go puke in the toilet. And then he'd go, I'm very, very sick. And then he, I'd be like, you want to go back to bed? Yeah. And then he'd just get up and walk back to bed. Mm -hmm. A little while later, get up, puke again, whatever. I was like, shit, I think this is probably coming for all of us. <clears throat> Thur Thursday? Th no, so that was Monday night. Yep. So Wednesday night, right? I eat dinner. I just had a salad. Nice salad. Oh, sure. Uh, as, as they are. As, as they are, as you do. And as soon as I get done with dinner, I can feel it just sitting in my stomach, and I go, "Shit!" I go, "This is it's about it's gonna hit me." I told, "This is happening!" This is happening! <laughs> oh God, it's happening! <laughs> I tell Aaron, I was like, "It's coming for me. I know it is." And then by that point, my daughter was also saying that her stomach hurt, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" And so I finally like uh, like bedtime rolls around. My wife goes to bed, and, and we get our kids tucked in and everything like that. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go. I, I think it's coming within the next few minutes, so I'm just going to go to the bathroom, <laughs> figure it out. I'm sitting in there, I'm sitting, and then I feel the stomach start to go, and I go, oh, God. I got to puke. So oh, no. I get up, and I turn around, and it is, it's violent 
violent puking. Oh, like yeah. I like I haven't done it like, like like when I puke. Like I'm... like Rob Zona at the harbors puking off the balcony or Alex oh, Sheldon Alex. Oh, at the yeah. harbors yep. puking in my sink. <laughs> it was like it was like <laughs> just like fucking and then I walk back into the bedroom and I go I go to Aaron and I go do you hear that? <laughs> she goes, yeah, I can hear that. I, I go, okay, I'm going to go sleep downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then like an hour later, I hear some commotion upstairs. My daughter's puking now, right? She's also a champ. She's she just, taking turns. Yeah, so she she comes down. She's going to sleep, like camp out in the living room with me. And then Aaron is like, I think it's coming for me too. I feel like shit. And I was like, okay, I got to go up to the bathroom again. <laughs> I need to just excuse myself for <laughs> a minute here. So here's where the story gets good. I'm in the bathroom. And at this point, I feel like it's it needs to come out the other end, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. But then all of a sudden, I feel it coming up again, coming up. And I go, shit, I need to... One of these needs to take priority. How close is the tub to where you can stick your ass? So over? I get up. <laughs> oh God! I get up and I <laughs> spin around and start violently puking again into the toilet. But then now my body is just like, all right, let's just cut loose. And I go no. <laughs> and so my and so I put my hands on the toilet and I throw myself backwards. <laughs> Because at this point, I had already been sitting down, and at this point... You're lucky your pants were off. <laughs> yeah, well, so at this point, yeah, my pants are... So I throw myself backwards, and I'm just hanging ass over the top. And it's just... Exploding out of me, dude. But then I have to puke again. So I'm rocking back and forth. <laughs> And I'm laughing the whole time because it's hilarious. Because I think puking is really funny. Even when it's happening to me, I think it's funny. So I'm like, I'm in the tub and then I'm back in the, the toilet. And I'm like, in between wretches, I'm like, like just laughing maniacally. And I go, oh my God. It's such a mess, dude. And I'm like, no. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do I do? What do I even do? And so, like, I... Leave it. I finally... you do. I finally, like, everything came to an end, right? And I go, this is fucked. Like, this was... It, it looked like a murder scene. And so, <laughs> I get out, like, I flush the toilet. I, I sanitize the toilet with some, like, Clorox wipes and stuff. And then I turn around to the shower, and I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I washed the shower out the best that I could. I stripped down. I walked downstairs like in a towel and I'm like, I'm just, I just got the chills. I'm like hunched over. I walked downstairs and I tell Aaron this. I'm like, I'm like, I have to go take a shower, <laughs> but I got a story for you when I get done. <laughs> and I go upstairs and I just stand in the shower for like 45 minutes, dude. Oh um, my God. Amazing. It was, 
the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I'm picturing the back and forth. Like, Dude, it was like happening. it was like a seesaw from hell. Like just the only oh, the oh, only God. the only time I've ever heard a story like that. We had uh, our buddy Dave. We used to uh, party in this house in Farmington Hills. Super nice, rich house. He was house sitting, and we would always go over there and just party. People never knew, right? Uh-huh. And the next morning, Dave was completely just hung over like he was shit faced uh-huh. the night before so he was telling us the story uh, the story about how <laughs> the next day he's in there taking it, like sitting down on the pot waiting for it to happen and he wasn't feeling like he was so hung over and everything and then he realized he had to puke so he so he jumps up and turns ass so he can puke in the toilet and he's a he's a very violent puker and he, he had one lurch of a puke and is like it he he violently puked at the front, and then it was one like like gigantic push of his stomach, and it was like a shotgun out of his head. And it was it was like blood spatter on the whole wall though behind him. It was fucking everywhere. Oh, man. It, it was that. That's yeah, like that I was, was like, maybe one of the funniest stories I've ever heard, and I'm thinking maybe yours is uh, is topping it. I was like, I was, I was like, I was like, do I do I even want to tell people this story? But I was like, why wouldn't you do? It? It's oh, just, of course, it's just the human body doing what it does. Of course, and it's fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> like I said, I knew like every. Everything in the moment was terrible, and I was still laughing about it. Oh, of what else are you gonna do? Be pissed at yourself? Well, no. I, well, no. I mean, like, I'm like, so ashamed. Well, I, I don't think a lot of people in that in that kind of situation could laugh at themselves, though, because because I also felt terrible, right? But sure. it was so like the actual. I hate puking. I hate oh, it so, so much. I, so do I. And not only do I hate puking, but the salad that I had. <laughs> let me tell you what was in the salad. I don't know. What was, I want to know this. It was romaine lettuce. Apples, craisins, walnuts, a bunch of blue cheese, and a and a and a and a um, iron, what the hell is it called? Iron fish honey vinaigrette. That literally I made. nothing about that sounds good. Every well, you don't like fruit in your salad, no. but it or, was a del- it was a delicious salad going down, but coming back up. Wait, so you were fucking terrible. So you were puking on nuts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what I'm getting out of this? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, it was it was awful. And then I got to the point where there was nothing left in me, you know. So I was just like, just like You're pulling heaving, the trigger and it's just clicking, just heaving, dude. And like nothing, I just I'm just like, <laughs> and then it hit Aaron like way worse. Oh like yeah. She, oh, dude, she was, was she rocking over the tub too. <laughs> she was she was she was like in the bathroom puking for like six hours straight. Jesus Christ, it was terrible. I'm maybe, sure she. Maybe I don't want to be here right I'm now. I'm sure she wouldn't be thrilled with me uh, <laughs> talking about this, but um, I'll bleep her name out. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then my daughter, she actually was a champ. Like she would just. She, we have those uh, those puke bags that you can get in a. It's like a little plastic ring with a long, a long bag oh, attached okay. to yeah. it. Any parents who don't have a bag of these, get them because they're amazing. She would just wake up every once in a while and just go and puke into this thing, and then she'd like lay back down. She's a total she's, champ. I'm she like, just keeps a bag of puke next to her? Well. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> it, 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 they twist shut, you know? So then you well, we, no, we, no, no, no. Oh. We had a... <laughs> No, we had a whole reopening the same. No, no. Well, she would use the same one for a little while, just like when she was, when she was like actually puking a lot. We would throw them out, but when she was just kind of like over it, you know, you keep the same one for a while. Gross. Yeah, it was awful, dude. It was really terrible. 
And I, I don't know. I called you and I warned you that there was sickness in our house, nah. and yet you still came tonight. Nah. So I just had COVID. I'm fine. So I got, ho- I got all the antibodies. So hopefully this doesn't ruin your <laughs> your plans for tomorrow. <laughs> I think like the day after I'll be good. Still probably like Sunday, Monday it hit me. Yeah, um, most definitely. Sorry, that was a long story, but I no, feel like no, it was it's worth, worth it. it. Absolutely worth <laughs> it. Um, so I, uh, so yeah, I, I haven't had anything really going on this week. Much of anything. Nothing that exciting, right? <laughs> Not that exciting, no. I mean, I, I got nothing that I did hold a candle to that. Well, all right then. Uh, I guess speaking of things violently coming out of both ends of your body, let's get into some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Uh, the only correction that I have from last week uh, is actually a clarification. We were talking about the Goo Goo Dolls song. Okay. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh Etner's Broadway favorite band. Is dark tonight. Favorite band in the world, the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, did I, he say something? I didn't. No, I just I know him well enough to know that's probably one of his favorite bands. In I the think world. that's a fair assumption. <laughs> he strikes yeah. me as a Johnny Resnick fan. Oh, I, totally. I, yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we didn't know if Broadway was about Broadway in Nashville. Not at all. And we didn't know if it if it was in fact dark tonight. Uh, it wasn't actually. It was a full moon. It's pretty bright. But <laughs> Resnick's all over the place. Uh, in case you were curious, I have the the history to Broadway. It's I actually am. really sad. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the song's title refers to a specific section above Buffalo, and given its common name, uh, it's a lyrical earworm that captures the in- the listeners in. Bleh. There you go. Let me start that over. Mm-hmm. The song's title refers to a specific section of Buffalo, uh, and given its common name, it's a lyrical earworm that captures the listener's interest as a relatable location for their own hometown. It can also be argued that metaphorically and subconsciously, the song touches on the dreams of overcoming a rough upbringing and conquering one of the enduring symbols of artistic success, the famed Great White Way of Broadway in New York City. Resnick revealed in an emotional heart of... uh, he revealed the, the emotional heart of the song's genesis uh, in an interview. He says, uh, when I was young, my dad used to take me down to the local bar, prop me up on the bar stool, order a drink for himself and a soda and chips for me. He'd give me a quarter for the pinball machine and sit there and get drunk. Uh, I'd look around and see all these kids who just turned 18 and they were hanging out there, sitting in the same chairs as their fathers. And when they were old enough to drink with their dads, they took his place at the bar, carrying on the tradition. I decided that I didn't want to be like that. So the line, Broadway is dark tonight, uh, a little more than it used to be. Um, uh, young man sitting in an old man's bar waiting mm. for his turn to die. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty fucking dark, right? Yeah. It's basically just about how his, everybody in his hometown were drunks and never amounted to anything. That's deep. Yeah. Deep stuff, Johnny. Um, anyway, that's all I got. It's a good song. It's a very, it's a fantastic song. I like the Goo Goo Dolls. I do too. You know what? I like their older. I like their older stuff. I know that's back whatever. when they were like a they like were like a, a punk band, genuine yeah. punk band. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, Superstar Car Wash, great. Great record. Also, Dizzy Up the Girl. Great record, but, but not a great, Goo. not a great car wash. No, terrible don't car go wash. to the superstar car wash. Terrible car wash. Uh, Boy Named Goo though is so good. Yeah, had naked and long way down and fuck. A, a naked, a, a naked boy named Goo. <laughs> <laughs> Goo. Uh, anyway, do you have any more? Questions? And did you know that one plus one is always two? No. Weird. It's the Goo with a treat for you. Goo. <laughs> what? Goo! Fuck are you talking goo about? Goo punch! All right now, goo punch! I know that there's one person listening who will know what that is. Probably Greg. It is Greg. Yep. That, that sounds and, like that and, sounds like a stupid thing that Greg would know. And he's gonna really appreciate <laughs> that reference. Um. So anyway, uh, I have a couple of corrections and also um, just a couple add-ons here. 
Uh, Artie Lang is still alive. Oh. Did you know that? Nope. <laughs> I guess I just assumed after I saw his entire face cave in that he was dead. Oh, my God. But I forgot about that. But he is, in fact, alive. Is this yeah, face... you remember when his nose, like, yeah, from all the booger sugar he was yeah. doing? Did all he, the nose beers? Did he ever beers? get that fixed or did he keep it? I'm, uh, I'm not sure. I, I think know... it's I think it's better than it was because okay. at, at one point it was full on flat against yeah. his face. I think he has had some reconstructive surgery. I but forgot he's, about that. He's alive and kicking. He's doing a, a podcast now, I believe. Okay. So <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I would say thriving, but uh, people who do podcasts are fucking losers. Um, the underwater scenes in the deep house were filmed because uh, we were wondering, you know, where it was, how they did it. Uh, the underwater scenes scenes in the deep house were filmed at Studios Light in Vilvorda, Belgium. Okay. This, the studio is known for its world class interior water stage, which is nine meters, about thirty feet deep. None of that fucking metric bullshit in our place. But it was shot in water. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we knew it was, it was shot pretty in water, obvious. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I figured that it was on some sort of a stage, but... The house was built on a large grid and could be partially submerged in the water for filming scenes in, a, in specific parts of the so house. they could, like, raise it up They could down. raise it up oh. because they knew... Because you couldn't submerge it the whole time because the set dressings would all get ruined, right? Yep. Um, David Blaine broke the world record because we were talking about holding your breath and stuff like that. David Blaine broke the world record in 2008 by holding his breath for 17 minutes and four seconds. But the current world record is held by 56-year-old Croatian freediver Budimir Sobat. And he held his uh, breath for 24 minutes. Jesus. I think it was 24 minutes, 37 seconds. I forgot to write it down. He's probably one of those dudes that goes into like the Arctic waters. And like, and can train himself to be in like freezing cold temperatures and stuff. I well, feel like those guys are all the same. Well, it's it's that and like you know those. Uh, you ever see the dudes who they go? What do they call that thing? Like the the great blue eye or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? No idea what you're talking about. It's like a it's it's this creepy. I mean, it's amazing and beautiful, but it's also creepy as hell. It's uh, it's like this kind of shallow pool, and I can't remember where it is. It's it's in it's in a tropical location of some kind, but. It's it's sort of a shallow pool with like beautiful crystal clear water, but then right in the middle of the pool, it's just black, and it's because it's a just a giant drop off, and a lot of free divers go there, and and they just like they'll go underwater and they'll walk to the edge of the sand, and then they just sort of like dive off the edge, and they just go down and down and down and down and down, and then you know once you hit the bottom, it's you look up and it's fuck. It's like that's weird. I can't remember how many how many feet deep it is, but it's insane. You got to look at it. We'll look it up at the break. It's really I, cool. I would not like that. <clears throat> I can sure I can say would. that right now. I would not like sure that. Sure you would. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think you would. Yeah, you're an you're an adventurous young man. That's true. Uh, that's all I got for corrections. All right, James. What are we doing this week? <clears throat> well, this week it's the Jurassic Classic, baby. Let, 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 let me can I start off by saying something? Yeah. COVID and herpes weren't the only things I brought back. From Nashville. Okay. What else did you The bring? beer. Oh, yeah. The beer. Right. The most important thing you brought back. <laughs> so, this week's beer. We we bought this beer in Nashville. We were standing in the middle of uh, Cork Dorks. Cork Dorks. Which was actually a really awesome liquor store. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy, crazy selection of beer and liquor. This place was huge, and it was just jam-packed with stuff. Um too much, almost. Almost too much. A lot of this much. stuff has to have been sitting there for a long time. Eh, yeah, probably. Their bourbon wall was pretty incredible, though. Yeah, I can <clears> say they're forever, though. All right, so from Monday Night Brewing, 
This is Death Raptor <gasps> Killer IPA. It's a 6.9 percenter. Uh, 6.9 percenter, 65 IBUs. The an SRM of six, and we know what that is now. Um, out of the Jurassic Jungle of Juice comes an apex predator with the vicious intent of slaying your palate. Death Raptor Killer IPA's zesty citrus fruit aroma lures you into the glass full of sweet, sweet surrender. Flavors of tangerine and grapefruit mingle with the malt backbone of pilsner, oat, and wheat. This IPA appears pleasant, but you may never escape its delicious grip. Um, the tagline on the side of the can is vicious, malicious, delicious. Very nice. <laughs> I like rhyming. I know, right? It's fun. <laughs> um, because we are watching one of the movies that we watched is Velocipaster. Correct. The Vol- the Velocipaster. The Velocipaster. Uh, I think I should read to you the story about Monday Night Brewing because okay. it kind of has to do with uh, the Velocipaster in a Priest. way. Uh, Monday Night Brewing grew out of a small Atlanta Bible study. Oh. Go figure. We started brewing beer together on Monday nights back in 2006 as a way to get to know each other, uh, each other better, get to know each other better. Friends, neighbors, and random strangers started joining us in our driveway to brew and commune together. Commune. Commune. This seriously just sounds like a Christian orgy. Beer beer quickly (laughs) became more than just a weeknight hobby. Hey, hey. Back in our home brewing days, our three founders, Jeff, Joel, and Jonathan, the three J's, uh, had white-collar day jobs. They wore neckties to work and would ceremoniously <laughs> loosen their ties on Monday evenings before brewing each week's batch of beer. They loose- The loosened necktie has remained with us as a symbol of doing what you love with your career and making every day, not just weekends, exceptional. Boom. And that's why they're Monday night brewing. Their little fella here is... Uh, He's got a loose necktie. And there's neckties all over the cans. And he's also got a Colombian necktie. Ah. Get it? Do you? I No. Do you know what a Colombian necktie oh, is? Of course I do. Do you? Okay. Uh, it's light-bodied. It's uh, very IPA-ish. See, they said an SRM of six, but I'm, I'm getting like a... Oh my God, smell that. That is delicious. They smell. said an SRM of six, and because I know what that is now, I'm getting like a four or five out of it. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> Oh wow, smell, that's strong. It's not strong. It just smells it's tropical. Very citrusy. Very, very citrusy. All right, cheers, My bud. My head is awful as always. Cheers. Why do you suck at pouring I beer just, so much? I just do. Oh, that's that tasty. Is, that is delightful. It's very nice. Oh hell yeah! I it's mean, got a orange and grapefruit and all the citrusy stuff. It's I'm got a good. killer bite, right? <laughs> Um, okay, so in the intro of this week, uh, I wasn't lying when I said we scraped the bottom of the barrel of dinosaur movies. This is what happens when you choose movies based on the beer, because it turns out that outside of Jurassic Park, there's no good dinosaur movies. <laughs> now, granted, we knew what we were getting into when I we t- chose them. I take issue with that slightly. Ooh, okay. What are you so, gonna What are you gonna put up there with it? With Jurassic a- Park. Like, what um, other dinosaur movies are? Area 407, obviously. <laughs> I mean, of the two? I'm just saying, I don't think that we scraped the bottom of the barrel on this. Ugh. I think that there's worse dinosaur movies. 
I mean, granted, the, uh, the velo- and we'll get into this, but Velocipaster is what it is it. on purpose. Just save it. Right? Just save it. Okay. Save it. So if you hadn't... 407 ha- tried, though. If you haven't If you haven't gathered yet, we watched Area 407, also known as Tape 407, yeah. uh, and the Velocipaster. And, uh, and we're about to talk about those in a little while, because that's what we do on this show. But we before do. we do that, we got to get to the bleed feed, of course. So that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Nice. His penis is on screen right now. Oh, hey. Ah. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, James. Uh, we do have a death this week, okay. unfortunately. All right. uh, it's a young one, too, which, oh, no. which, which is always a bummer. Uh, rest in peace this week to Jasara Gennaro, who passed away this week at the age of 48 years old. Incredibly too young to die. Um, she appeared in Rob Zombie's uh, The Devil's Rejects as a maid at the Kahiki Palms Motel. Oh, geez. Was she the one where they put the face on her? And I, then sent her running out, and then she gets hit I, by the semi? I believe so, yes. Oh, man. I believe so. Uh, it turns out she uh, was battling cancer. Oh. Uh, I did not say what kind of cancer it was, uh, but like I said, 48 years old and way too young to die. Yeah, that's awful. Um, so rest in peace, Jasara Gennaro. Uh, you will be missed. All right. Um, let's see here. Neil Bloomkamp's newest project, called Off the Grid, was given its first teaser trailer this week. However, James... This time, you're not going to find it playing in any theater upon its release. Okay. You know why? Why? Because it's not a movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the project is a video game. Oh. Which is exciting, because I feel like Neil Bloomkamp movies, they could all be video games. Well, yeah. Like they, like that style, his 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 cinematic style. Just yeah. The aesthetic. Is, uh, the yeah. aesthetic, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a video game already, so I'm surprised it took this long for him to dip his toes into it. Um, but let's see here. Uh, in it... Three different organizations whose identities and mission statements are being kept hush-hush for now are fighting over a space elevator located on an island. The elevator leads to an asteroid mining operation that's creating an immense amount of wealth, drawing the attention of a variety of interested parties from around the globe. Hmm. Uh, Neil Bloomkamp says of the uh, of the project, uh, Within this narrative setup, you're dropped into your traditional battle royal match, multiplayer. Uh, where the last man, last player standing wins. However, within the context of each match, players can participate in challenges or missions that support their chosen faction's goals. The approach is to try to inject a story in a way where players have the option of engaging straight up in a battle royal or having the option of diving into story and story missions like a campaign. But you would be playing to follow a story narrative. Hmm. So it's kind of cool. Like he's mixing multiplayer and single player into one experience. That's cool. Which is really cool. Yeah. Like... um. Yeah, I don't know. That's awesome, especially considering I feel like the new Evil Dead game is kind of like that too. Like the new Evil Dead game had been promising like a single player solo campaign. Mm-hmm. It's not the traditional way though. Basically, it's like you can go and do these things, but they're and there's there's mission. I, I guess there's missions, but there's like a campaign, but it's set sort of within the world of the multiplayer. So I guess I don't know. It, it's a little bit confusing. So it's like a sandbox kind of thing where you would be doing a campaign while other people around you are doing multiplayer. That's stuff, what it or? sounds like to me. I don't quote me on that. Hmm. Obviously, we haven't played the game yet because it's not out. But sure. Um, yeah, it just sounds kind of cool though. So if you're into Bloom Camp and video games, uh, 
you should check this one out. I like both those things. Um, okay, last week we revealed, well, we, we didn't reveal, we talked about the unfortunate news that The Nun is getting a sequel. And uh, we have a little bit of a uh, plot detail Yeah. based on a casting call that came out. You ready yeah. for this? Yes. It's 1956. France. France. Yeah. A priest is murdered and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit The Nun follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with the demonic force Valak, the demon nun. It sounds like it's the same movie, James. Yep. <laughs> the end. Okay. That, that, that's, I, I, I mean, I'm going to watch it, obviously, but I have no interest in that. Like, Yeah, I... I'm, I'm going to watch it that, just because just because I feel like I have to because I'm a completionist when it comes to, you know. You know, you had mentioned last week that you don't see James Wan as the kind of guy that just cash in on sequels and this and that, right? Remember, he wrote the story for The Nun. Right. So this is just as much his baby as, as anybody else's. Okay. So, I mean, I suppose everybody has that kid they don't like, but, you know. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, we were talking about Evil Dead earlier. And well, he wrote the story for The Nun. Yeah. The story itself could be cool and creepy. The screenplay just sucks. The story could also be two paragraphs long. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be like a one of those short stories in Reader's Digest. Ooh. Right? Like a Reader's Digest horror movie. I'd watch Like that. one of my favorite sci-fi stories of all time I read in a Reader's Digest when oh, yeah. I was young. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, I actually, I hunted for it for like years because I wanted to read it again. And I just mm-hmm. found it like last year. Uh, but anyway. Why is there, well, sorry, why has there never been a cookbook called Eater's Digest? TM. Come on, right? Second week in Come a row on. that you just <laughs> nailed it with a t- with an amazing idea. It's perfect, right? Because <laughs> eaters, they do digest. Eater, oh wow. <laughs> you didn't even get that, No, did I you? didn't, dude. <laughs> wow. God, that's fucking. On it. That's genius level. I'm on it, <laughs> dude. You're fuck. You are awesome this week speaking, and last week. Speaking of genius level and Evil Dead before that news, uh, Sam Raimi. Let's talk about Sam Raimi. Okay. Uh, hot on the release of Doctor Strange this week. Uh, Sam Raimi is all over the news, being asked the same question: What's next? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, according to Raimi himself, he wants to go back to his roots a little bit, which is kind of fun. Yep. Uh, he goes, I wouldn't want to go back to the budget of the first Evil Dead. I mean, that was brutal, Sammy, uh, Raimi says. Uh, that was extremely difficult, but I would like to make something the size of The Gift or A Simple Plan, those smaller budget movies that are just about the characters and thrills. An intense little horror movie would be great. Speaking of The Gift, that's the movie you just gave me, right? To watch? Uh, different movie. It's oh. Same title, different movie. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Raimi did not direct that one. Also, speaking of Raimi and the Evil Dead, did you get my snap yesterday? No. They were playing the original oh, Evil Dead yeah, yeah. on it was, on TV. It was called Demolition Man. But it was, but it, but it, like I hit info, and it was credited as the Demolitionist. I was like, this something something's not right here. <laughs> was the description Evil Dead though? No. Oh, weird. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Cable. Just, yeah, Nobody watches cable anymore, lo- so they don't lo- care. Local TV, yeah. <laughs> the uh, quality levels. But are, there's are down. some. There's probably some kid out there who was just watching late night TV. And Dude, there was this movie called The Demolition. And he's I seeing and God. he's seeing Evil Dead for the first time ever, and, and he's like, "Oh shit, dude! Like, there was this movie called The Demolition. It's not on last night." And now he's gonna, at least for the next like you know week, yeah. he's gonna be telling his stupid little friends that this 
no, Demolitionist movie was dope. He's the stupid little friend because all, all of his friends are going to be like, <laughs> oh, it was obviously the Evil Dead. Obviously, I own 42 copies. <laughs> that's you. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, that's you, dude. <laughs> All right, speaking of Evil Dead, uh, as we approach the release of Evil Dead, the game, in the coming week, it was announced this week that coming soon, Castle Kandar from Army of Darkness is going to be added as a playable map. Oh. That's pretty cool. I, even though I'm not big into multiplayer, I feel like the allure of this game is going to be too much for me, and I'm going to probably pick it up. Well, of course. But, oh, wait, I don't know if I can unless it comes out on Switch. My Xbox is toast. Uh, what? Yeah, my one died. Really? It, yeah, it, it loads up, and then whenever you try to load either an app or a game or whatever, it just starts freaking out and resetting itself. Like the game, like like not the system, the app itself will just crash and restart. Crap, but on its own, it's a crash, restart, crash, restart, crap. Like it's nuts. You, Are have, you, to, you have to cut get the it power. Fixed? What do you? I don't know that you can. For something like that, that's like for a board something issue. you spent so much money on, like ten years ago. That's. Yeah, I don't know. We'll Dude, see. my my Xbox 360 still works like a charm. Yeah, my my 360 is pretty shit too. But anyway, That's though, weird, um, let's see here, James. What what's on Laser Ray, buddy? Oh, let me tell you. But first, uh, j- uh when we were talking about Jasara Gennaro earlier passing away, yeah, I said uh, she was the one who had the face put on her and mm-hmm. then got hit by the semi. That's not her. Oh. That was a. I completely got the story made. I haven't seen the Devil's Rejects since the first time I watched it, like five years That's ago. That's a lie because we did it for the show. So you've you've watched. Yeah, it. it was like five years ago. Was that the first time you'd watched it? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I had only ever seen it once. I think. Why, why are you so stupid? I don't know. That's just how I am. But anyway, just to avoid a correction for next week, All I right, just well, uh, thought I'd throw that in real quick. Uh, so coming to Laser Ray, uh, Studio Six Six Six, which we just did for the show. Uh, we'll be coming to uh, to both Laser Ray and DVD on May 24th. Uh, digital on May 10th, if that's your bag. Which whose bag is that? <laughs> it's already out on digital. Uh, no, comes to digital on May 10th. Maybe it's just to rent. Yeah, rental. Okay, okay. To buy digital, it, right? Uh, um, I told you earlier. I'm like halfway through. Dave Grohl's storyteller book. Yes. If you're a, if you are a, F- a Foo Fighters fan, or if you're just a fan of Dave Grohl being like one of the best people in the entire world, you should probably read it. Whenever you say and this- do and do Audible because you can actually hear Dave tell the stories because he's the storyteller. That so makes, why that wouldn't seems you? to make sense. But it's really good. I'm enjoying the hell out of it so far. Whenever you say the storyteller, all I think of is Jim Henson's The Storyteller that series. That's the f- it's when the first I, thing I think of when I got Netflix. Uh, that's the first thing I watched on Netflix. Was it was the Storyteller? Nice. Yeah, we I was just, like, what is this Netflix thing? And I and and I got it. I, I had previously gotten a DVD in the mail, right? Because yeah. back when you know people got a, got a, actually got physical copies of stuff in the mail, I had, sure. I had gotten something in the mail, but then the first streaming thing that I watched was the Storyteller. So um, good. We just got a free year of Apple Plus TV. Oh, dude! Through uh, through T-Mobile. Thanks, I got, thanks I, T-Mobile. I got some stuff for you to watch. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, apparently, I'm dating somebody who has never heard of Fraggle Rock before. <laughs> what? How is however, that possible? However, I remedied that situation. By simply playing the theme song to the show once to show her what it was. Yeah. Automatically stuck in her head. Put your gas away. 
Worries from another day. Down to Fraggle Rock. How the fuck, dude? How do you... I mean, I she's a few years younger than us, but how How do you... How? How, how could you not know what Fraggle Rock is? I love her. Dump her ass. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched... We just started uh, Stranger Things Season 3, and we just watched the episode where Eleven was like, I dump your ass. <laughs> Just as funny the third time watching it as it was the first. That's what you need to do. You need to go home and eleven her. No. no um. No. All right. So I'll go home uh, and do something else. Do it. <laughs> sixty nine. Eleven times. No. I sixty nine your ass. Uh, <laughs> all right. So after. So happy she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> after uh, after after scooping up a a crisp one hundred sixty one million dollars worldwide, the. Worst Marvel movie Ooh. featuring the worst Joker Ugh. is coming to both Laser Ray and 4K Ultra HD on and DVD, as it so happens, on June 14th um, and digital May 17th, like I said, if that's what, your bag. What movie is this? This is Morbius. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. And to be fair, I'm only just making the joke. I don't know if it's the worst Marvel movie. I, it, um, I, it can't be. And I don't know if he's the worst Joker, because I haven't seen Suicide Squad, but I'm assuming he's the worst Joker. Wait, who's in it? Is, Jared Leto, he's dumbass. Not, he's not Morbius. He is Morbius. Oh! <laughs> what the dumb. fuck, I'm like, dude. Joker's not Morbius. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense. You're right. Okay. The worst Joker, Sorry. Jared Leto, Sorry. in the worst Marvel movie, Morbius. I'm smashing up my comic companies. In, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're smashing. You're smashing. All right, um... Yeah, but like I said, that comes out June 14th if uh if you're interested, which I'm assuming you I'll are, right? Because Absolutely. that's just good quality cinema right there. And the 1995 movie Species is getting a 4K Ultra HD upgrade courtesy of who? Who? Screen Factory. Ooh. <laughs> Never heard of them. Uh yeah, neither have I. Uh, a little startup, little startup oh. known as Screen Factory. Um that's coming to 4K Ultra HD on July 26th. 2022 and uh other than the new 4k scan not really uh no not nothing. really a whole lot of new stuff which more is more like screen hacktory right <laughs> <laughs> right you. that's a play on words no, guys fuck you. I, like your, I like your products yeah unfuck you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's it bud awesome okay awesome my, my last bit of news guess what james Got to do with Sam Raimi again. Yes. Uh, Sam Raimi uh, has let it slip. Now, there was news that came out a little while ago. His penis. With uh, Liam Neeson, <laughs> right? Oh. Talking about how he would be very interested to read a Darkman revival yeah, script. Which I am all about that because I love the Darkman movies. We need to do them for the show at some point. But like, Yeah, hell yeah. Love, love, love those movies. Sam Raimi now, now that he's doing the press junkets for you know uh, uh, Doctor Strange and all that, uh, he said that Universal is actively looking to bring Darkman back. Nice. Uh, and there is a producer on the project. Uh, Raimi knows little. Uh, he doesn't know a lot about it, but from what he's heard, it sounds awesome. He said. Cool. Uh, so he's not directly involved in it quite yet. I'm sure he would be a producer on it though if it moved forward. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's just exciting to me. I love Darkman. I, uh, I did too. love everything about it. I love the fact that Bruce Campbell is Darkman at the end of the first movie and never again. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch the movie if you've never seen it. Um, but yeah, fantastic stuff, and I hope to see that. Cool. That's it. All right, that's it for the news. 
We're going to take a little break, and when we get back, we're going to the Jurassic period. We are. And we're going to the Crassic period. Real shitty punk band period of my life. Oh, Crassic? Crass. Oh, Crass. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dark punk that was stuff. a reach. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll be back I'm going with to Jurassic period. Nice. Ah. See, that's... Brought it back. That's the kind of that's the kind of <laughs> stuff I pay you for. All right, we'll be back. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Well, dinosaurs don't make for good horror movies. This has been the Buzzkill Podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. What is, what is so difficult about making a good horror movie with dinosaurs? It seems like an odd pairing, yes, but it seems like a pairing that shouldn't be that hard to make good. I disagree. Dinosaurs are very much... It's a... Uh, you're telling me it's, that if you found yourself in the same position that the people in Area 407 did, of course, that, that wouldn't be terrifying? Of course, in reality, it would be horrific. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But it's not... I don't know. There's just something not like... There's something not scary about dinosaurs. They're more like... You've ne- clearly never been around the dinosaur. Well, I've been around your mom a few times. Hey! It's fucking Mother's Day weekend, asshole. Bitches old. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, dude. You walked into that one. I didn't. <laughs> You're just mean. Oh, I'm pretty sure saint. I'm pretty sure you talk about having sex with my mom once a week. That's because your mother's a whore. Yeah, well. <laughs> your mom's old. My point is, my point is. Um I don't know. I you, I feel like there you, it shouldn't be that difficult, <clears throat> right? To make a scary dinosaur movie yeah yeah i don't know like to to me like i i I don't like i've never it's it's something about because when you're dealing with horror movies right like a straight up horror movie yeah the antagonist if it's something that is completely natural granted granted uh you know fucking dinosaurs have been dead for at least 10,000 years, right? <laughs> but <laughs> Come on, you need to react to these things. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Jesus. I had is, a mouthful of beer. This is, what do you want from me? <laughs> just leaving me hanging the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, James, it should be. Um I don't know. There's just like it it but then again, like a billion insects is really fucking scary. Right? I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Dinosaurs just aren't scary. They are though. They're scary in a like Jurassic Park was scary when I was younger. True. I, you just got to do well, it consider right. Consider it a horror movie though. No, it's not a horror. It's, it, it's dino- an dino- dinosaurs are better in an advent- in an adventure science fiction sort of way. But, I, but I they're just not good for horror. But I, don't I understand know what the idea of trying to make them scary because that would be fucking terrifying if you were being stalked by smart-ass raptors. Yeah. Right? That'd be yeah. terrifying. Yeah. So like, I understand the, the idea behind it, and it just, to me, it shouldn't be that hard to do. 
maybe it's because they don't exist now, so it's so fantastical that it just it's. Lame. I guess, or maybe it's just you have to be like maybe dinosaurs can be scary because, like I said, when I was younger, Jurassic Park, like this the scene the scene where uh, she goes to turn the power back on in Jurassic Park, and oh, then yeah. the guy's arm comes down. She's like, "Oh my god, thank God it's you!" And then his arm cut like that shit yeah. was scary. Yeah. Um, you have to do it right though, otherwise it's just corny. So found footage, that's not the way to go. I, if you Here. did, if you did a found footage dinosaur movie right, maybe it would be, maybe it would be scary. I will say this. So the movie we're talking about is Area or Tape, I guess depending on which version you're watching. Yeah. Uh, Four oh seven from twenty twelve. Uh, it's directed by Dale Farbinger and uh, Everett Wallen. Yes, it took two people. Fabregar. It took two people. I don't care. I don't give a shit what his name is. <laughs> it took two people to direct this movie. Yeah. A, a movie which, by the way, took five days to shoot, and all of the lines were ad-libbed. Oh, really? I couldn't tell. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Like, there's a part at of least, that. At least give your actors the like, give them the story. I'm sure they did. Let, they said in this scene, "This is what you're doing." No, they but, didn't, dude. Yeah, I. No, they did. I understand. They I understand. <laughs> Especially with the found footage movie, I can understand where they're coming from to take that route because they want it to feel natural, right? I get that. Unfortunately, what you get is a bunch of people talking over each other and just yelling constantly and blowing out the fucking sound, which was annoying as hell. So I was thinking about this entire movie. I was thinking about this earlier, and my that was my my same train of thought, like. In in a found footage movie, having people just ad lib their lines seems like it would give you like a very natural, organic experience, right? But the problem is, is that all of these people on screen, they're not real people. I mean, they're real people, obviously, but those characters aren't real. And they don't... I, what's the best way to put this? Um... Like, if if we were all stuck in this... Like, you, me, and four other people were stuck in this situation. Yeah. We would all be talking over each other at times, right? But we would all be kind of on the same page with what we were talking about. We might all be yelling at once, but we'd probably be yelling about the same thing. Yeah. The problem is, is you've got six people here with no direction. Basically, just, like, they've been given a concept and they've been told, you just go with it. And they so all you've got the- two people yelling about how they can't breathe or they can't see. You've got two people talking about the fuselage of the plane. You've got two people talking about the stars. And you've got two people talking about how they need to find food all at the fucking same time. It's and like they're all probably star- starving to be a more important character, too. Not if, even if, the, I, if, if there's no dialogue, though, that everybody wants to get their dialogue in. It's it's probably it's some of that, but it's not so much like starving to want to be a more important character, but more so like feeling the need like 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 you don't like you want to carry your weight. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I got to make sure that I that I add something because I don't want to be the person who's not adding to the scene. It's not like a self-important thing. It's more like a. It's more like um, um, I I want to make sh- I want to make sure that I'm lending some something to the story, right? Sure. sure. But uh, it's 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 kind of like like when we first started the podcast, there were times where I feel like neither one of us were stopping to listen what the to what the other person had to say. And it wasn't because we were disrespecting each other's time while we were talking. It was more so like, oh, I need to make sure that I'm like, I don't want to leave Mike hanging. Oh, I still do that. 
<laughs> That's beside the point. But like, <laughs> I don't want, oh, I don't want to leave Mike hanging. I don't want to feel like he's, I don't want him to feel like he's the only person here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make sure that I jump in. When yeah. sometimes that's not what you need. It's sometimes comp- you just it's not composed. Right. Sometimes you just need to let the other person like you, you need to give them a little room to breathe. Sure. And that's what this that was the biggest downfall of this movie is nobody was giving anybody else some room to breathe. And also having everybody ad lib their shit meant sometimes people forgot what their fucking character's name was. Because yeah. somebody asked the flight attendant what her name is, and she says Lois. And then five minutes later, somebody asks what her name is, and she goes, Lo- uh, oh, <laughs> like she forgot her character's name, and they didn't stop to do another take. Yeah, and it's funny, the flight attendant, uh, Lois, she's probably the most uh, decorated actor out of all of them. What's she from? Because she looks so familiar, yeah, but I, she's I didn't a- look it up. I have it. Uh, give me a second. I have it right here. I wish I did have it right here. Um, well, then I'll, I'll keep... I'll- yeah, keep I'll going, keep going. Keep going. Uh, so her name is sorry, her name is Samantha Slolan or Sloyan. Uh, she was in Sloyan. Hush. She was in Hush. She was the neighbor. Oh, she was the neighbor. She's in, the neighbor okay. in Hush. Yeah, dude. Yep. Yeah, uh, she's been in a lot of other <laughs> who, stuff too. Who she died was, way too early. Way too <laughs> early. Uh, she's been in a lot of a lot of other stuff though too. Um, um, like I said, it was too many people all not given enough direction and told to just like feel the scene you know yeah like there are people who are brilliant with improv right brilliant sure and those types of people are comedians are comedians for one (laughs) and those types of people almost exclusively do that this to me seemed like a group of people who were probably like actors who typically do scripted stuff yeah and they were told to just improv their lines and it just it didn't work. So <laughs> like, it didn't. It doesn't help too that you put your main. I would say that the two twins, not twins, two sisters yeah. are the mains, right? I would uh-huh. say it doesn't help that the main person with the camera most of the time is the most annoying version of season two Stephanie Tanner from Full House. Oh God, dude, she was the fucking worst. Her voice grating. Like so, I'm sorry. I, I no offense to her, but like her voice well, though, grating but, for this kind of. But thing. maybe offense to her because I don't. <laughs> I don't know who the I don't know who this actress is. Abigail Schroeder. Well, Schrader. I Schrader. I, I don't. But I've <laughs> never I've never seen her in any, anything else. I. I don't know if she's actually the age that she was supposed to be in the movie, but she was supposed to be 15 in the movie. I believe it. This t- what she seemed like. It seemed like a much older actress trying to play a fifteen-year-old. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think she was, but that's how it came. Like she, she was talking like she, like it's it's like if it's like if me as a thirty-seven-year-old was cast to play a like a a twelve-year-old boy who hasn't gone through puberty yet, and so I was doing my really best my my best impression of a twelve-year-old boy. You know what I like? I think the fact that you're balding might not land you that role. Uh, that's really offensive <laughs> to people who suffer from alopecia. <laughs> Only walk up and smack Will, you. Will, Will Smith's gonna smack the shit out of you the next time he sees you, dude. <laughs> um, um, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, like it sounded yeah. like something she was putting on. I I, I get that, but like, she looks to me. She looks young enough well, though to where she was that age. She still looks that young. But hold on, fairness. she still doesn't. She still didn't. That fifth. I don't know how. Uh, 
15-year-old girls don't sound like they're 10. That's true. You know what I mean? Or even worse, like she's she was talking like she was six. Yeah, it was just and bad. and her older sister was like infantilizing her a lot too. Like yeah, what like, she what she was doing like was she's bad. a she's a fifteen year old girl, which means she's you know this she's not that young. And then there was like a scene where she's like, "Tell me, tell me what you tell me what you learned in school about the stars. Just focus on the stars. Tell yeah, me about the, yeah. And that's another thing about telling your people to t- telling your actors to just ad lib shit. Now you've brought up a part of the story that has nothing to do with anything, yep. and this little girl has to riff off of, and it's so stupid. Yeah. Tell me about the stars. Tell me about the stars. So now this girl, this actress, who maybe doesn't know much about the stars, well, is, is stuck going, sounds... uh, the Big Dipper is, is if you follow the handle, <laughs> you find the North Star, and then the, and then the air marshal... M- picks up on the fact that she said the words north star yeah so later in the movie she's like well you can help us get back to the plane plane because you know where the north star is i don't think that it was that ad-libbed i'm I'm fairly certain dude i my my guess here is that the directors told them mention the north star because that's gonna come up they had an outline for the movie you cannot make a movie with no outline there had to have been an outline of somebody needs to mention this this. somebody needs to mention this whatever um (laughs) I will say this. Okay. But actually, before we get into it, let's go through a cast so that people actually know who we're talking about. Sure. Uh, you have Trish, who is the younger sister, and Jesse, who is the older sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Jimmy, who plays a uh, photojournalist who is sitting in the seat behind them. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that Jimmy was the best actor out of the bunch. He actually seemed pretty legit in his role. He... Like, well, believable. He was pretty good, except for there were there were a few times where... You could tell he just wanted to let it fly, and he held himself back for some reason. I don't know if it was because Charlie was supposed to be the dickhead, mm-hmm. and so they and so like Jimmy wasn't really supposed to lose his cool. So there were times where it looked like, like as an actor, you're like, oh, he's about to open up, and then he would like just stop in the middle of a line, yeah. and you'd be like, where's the rest of it? You know. Well, the other problem is that Jimmy was the same character almost as Tom. Like they, they, there's differences, but they were very similar. Is Tom? Who was Tom? Tom was the guy whose wife uh, was in the front of the plane or oh, whatever. And but Tom whatever. disappeared within the first ten minutes of no, the movie, though. No, he didn't. No, Tom was in. Tom was in for at least half of it, dude. Oh, sorry. Tom was the guy who came back and said, "Oh, there's something big out yeah, there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> ran off in the beginning, but then came back. So here's the problem: Jimmy, Tom, and then the other guy who went looking for Tom. They're all pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they really were. Because um, like that guy disappeared and then Tom comes back and I'm like, two of the guys who were exactly the same disappeared. One of them came back. Nobody even wondered where that other no, guy went. There's no character development. There's no, no differentiating in characters. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Laura, who is the air marshal, which you don't even find out she's the air marshal until like halfway through the movie. It's like maybe when the plane crashes, that's a good time to tell everybody you're an air marshal. Not when you wait for dinosaurs to attack you. <laughs> She would, call she, me crazy. She waits till a fucking velociraptor shows up <laughs> and starts shooting at it. And Jimmy's like, where the fuck did you get a gun? That's when she said, okay, gigs up, guys. There's dinosaurs. Uh, by the way, I take huge issue with, with her character because at one point, at one point, uh, I think it's Tom says, says or no, uh, Charlie says, how you doing on ammo? And she says, I'm good. I've got one whole cartridge left. Uh... You're an air marshal with a gun. Somebody gave you a gun, and you're saying, and 
and you have a cartridge? <laughs> like it's called a clip. <laughs> it's it's called a magazine. It's called a clip if it's the bullets are open. It's like oh, a, is that the difference? I don't, well, like a I'm, like a clip is. I'm not a gun guy. Well, there's a, you know how like uh you know how like um like when you see like military like automatic rifles that yeah. have the 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 bullets are like fed into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a clip. Oh, okay, gotcha. A magazine is what you put enclosed. into. Is it completely enclosed the whole thing? No, no. The magazine is completely yeah, enclosed. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then the clip is like where the bullets are just open you. and they're kind of strung together. A cartridge? That's nothing. Well, a cartridge is one single bullet. That's what's in a pear tree. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Call me crazy. A cartridge in a chair tree. <laughs> um, speaking of sounding like you're talking like you're drunk, Charlie was our resident drunk asshole on the plane. One of the most annoying characters in this entire thing. I know. So I understand bad, that. I understand what they were going for, sort of. But goddamn, like his character sucked. Like, oh god, I hate it. I hate he was him. just yelling the entire time. It was annoying. Yeah, and he and he would like repeat the same lines. What's up, girl? Yo, what? <laughs> Shirt's still over her face. <laughs> Look. Sorry, um, we're still watching. Uh... Yeah, we're watching Starship Troopers right now. Um, <laughs> you know, rep. But but he says he. This is the guy who, out of everybody couldn't couldn't ad lib his lines at all no because he kept because he kept repeating the i can't see i can't breathe and then like 10 minutes later i can't see <laughs> i can't breathe and he would deliver the line the exact same way and then they and then they chose to leave in like he he does this whole spiel about how he had a heart attack and he doesn't have his heart medication and then literally five minutes later they have him do the whole spiel again. Yeah. In an apologetic way. But it's like, yeah, it's, everybody heard him say that the whole, like, what do you, that's just, ah, I don't know. Yeah. I, it was just bad. It was really, really bad. I will say this. There's one part of the movie that I thought was really effective. What was that? The plane crash itself. Yeah. Um, I remember I was watching it and I had to have headphones on because I was watching my laptop. And while that was happening, I found myself actually like tensing up a little bit. Like same. it was almost like a like a virtual reality thing. Exact same, dude. Because it was like, just that one like the camera had kind of gotten put down and all you could see was Jesse's hands on her hand rest. Yeah. And all you could hear was her screaming, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And, and it was then, like, it was the, legit believable. Yeah, yeah. It was it was so really good. The, here's the thing. This movie tried really hard to be good, right? Tried really hard. They didn't succeed in much, but there's parts of this movie that I thought did work decently well. I feel like in the hands of a more capable director, <clears throat> this actually wouldn't be a terrible idea. Um, the The problem is there's no budget behind it, so the dinosaur looked like shit. <laughs> the, 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 well, the, 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 the brief seconds that you actually see it, like when its mouth is in the door, actually looked kind of cool. Yeah. But the, everything else, though, especially at the very end, but everything else just looked terrible. The one at the so so, they're like one of their biggest mistakes was every time the dinosaur showed up in in in, uh, in the dark at night looked pretty good. Yeah, the last shot of the movie you're gonna show the fucking thing in the daylight, and it was. I... And yeah. it was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get to that ending. Oops. We're going we're gonna to okay. come back to that ending. All right. <laughs> um, the movie does, unfortunately, suffer from the question of, why would anybody be filming all of this? Like, 
there's no reason for them to be filming it. Like they're using the the ideas they're using the lights on the camera to see, but like you don't need to be filming okay. to use the light on the camera. But they happen to have the guy in the very rear of the plane was a photojournalist, sure. right? So he's gonna be filming. his instinct is to fair. But, is is okay. and then the girl who had the other camera was hoping to be a professional photographer. So they set it up like yeah, okay, fine, fine. Like fine. oh, I this is that, but... this is what I want to do. This is my but like but like he's almost die. He's almost dead, right? Yeah. And one of the thing like the last thing that he says before he dies is, "Please don't forget my camera." <laughs> like okay, fuck off, man. Like well, he's basically like, I need I, I want this to be my last story. Basically, is what it was. Also, he jumped out of the car. And made a run for it. We're jumping all over the place here. Who cares, dude? <laughs> he jumped out of the car and made a run for it to try and lure the the dinosaur <laughs> he away. Runs right back. When he didn't need to, because two seconds later they turned the car on and it worked just fine. I know. And also, the dumb air marshal went running after him, completely negating, yep. completely negating. Any reason for him getting out and running? Yeah. Oh yeah, to begin yeah, yeah. With. She was dumb. She was dumb. <laughs> and then she gets hit by the car. Also, like every time they're on the run to somewhere, do you notice that there's either a cabin or a house like fifty fucking yards away? They're not far from anything. <laughs> oh, and and one time, and here's another thing about ad libbing lines is they're running. They're running away from the fusel- fuselage of the plane. At this point, they have no idea what's around them. They yeah. think they're in the middle of nowhere. And they're running, and you hear Jimmy go, there it is, when they see the cabin. Yeah. There what is, dude? How Did, did you know that there was a cabin there? <laughs> there it is. Get, get over there. It's like, literally them running, though, for 30 seconds, and they find a cabin. Oh, dude. It's... <laughs> dude. <laughs> don't... <laughs> when they tell the little girl that she needs to find the North Star to find their way back to the plane... And then they literally drive for 15 seconds and they're back to the... There it is. Thank God we had the little girl to show us where the North Star is. Oh, thank the Lord. Like Just the oh. dumbest shit, dude. One I, small like, detail that I liked is that... Did you notice that Charlie was the the, the annoying drunk yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the only dude uh, the entire time who had pissed his pants. <laughs> did you <laughs> notice that? <laughs> And then coincidentally, nice little touch. And then coincidentally, he ends up dying while taking a piss. Yeah, <laughs> he does. You're right. <laughs> they really they did a lot of uh, they did because like his death was dumb. Like they're setting him up. He's the guy you hate the whole movie. So you think, oh, his death is gonna be spectacular, right? And then he gets nabbed while he's taking a piss, and they don't even show like they don't even, you don't even hear him scream. No. It's just like the camera goes away for a second and then you hear something rustle in the bushes and it pans back and Charlie's gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like you set us up for this like amazing death. Well, you and then nothing happens. You expected him to die a lot earlier too, and the fact that his character just stuck around was kind of annoying. Like like he should have been the one to die about halfway through the movie. Yeah. And then the narrative takes over from there. Well, they had to do like a little redeeming you know like have to they had to do like one small bit of redemption where the girls are running away and he he's like i gotta save my own ass and he runs away from them and then all of a sudden like two minutes later he comes running back into frame and he's helping them out so it's they wanted to like redeem his character a little bit before they killed him off 
I but, guess, but it's very know. stupid. Um, okay, just, let's yeah. talk about the ending. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, let's. <laughs> the the girls make their way out. They're the, they're the last survivors. The mm. two sisters are the last survivors, and they're walking until daylight. They see a car come up, and this is it's this innocent dude that just like works around there or something. And he's like, "Get in the get in the car. Uh, I'm gonna get you medical attention. We're gonna take you to the hospital." They get into the car, and he just pulls out a fucking gun and shoots her in the head. Yeah, <laughs> shoot both. Well, tries to shoot both of them in the head. Yeah, what the f- like? I did not see that coming, and you didn't I? audibly laughed like super fucking loud when you I saw didn't that. know that was coming i saw the dinosaur coming out at the end oh like see, that that's what i figured see, was that happen. I that i didn't see coming like you as soon as he pulled up i was like okay this guy's here to kill them yeah immediately Maybe, because because he was and then especially why. after he started asking questions because he was asking the exact same yes. questions that the person was asking on the on the old radio yes. that they found oh how many how many are you how many how many people are left? Like he, it's very important that that you tell me how many people are with you. How many you know it's and here's the reason that I thought they were gonna survive. There's a sequel to this movie. Well that and, came out a year later. And one of them does survive, it turns out. Both of them though are in the credits. So Well, one of them's gotta be a flashback. It doesn't matter. I never I haven't seen the movie, so I've only seen the credit list. Yeah. They're both in there, so I figured they both survived. So when the gun got pulled out and the older sister gets shot point blank in the head, yeah. That was shocking to me because <laughs> I just didn't expect it. Um yeah, this this movie blows. It's it's Oh yeah, it sucks. It's so not so good. bad. It's here's not- here's the thing though. I kind of want to watch Area 407 Part 2. <laughs> I don't. Because... There's zombies in it. Because the synopsis for the for, for Part 2 is, some of the survivors of the plane crash continue to fight for their lives as they are pursued by dinosaurs, a genetically engineered army of zombies, and an array of other terrifying elements in the horrifying government conspiracy unfolds. Yeah. So and it's and they and they went and they went Blair Witch style where Blair Witch the original Blair Witch was found footage and the second movie was just narrative Mm -hmm. same thing here oh really okay so they ditched the found footage for the second movie they bring back the younger sister and now she's fighting off a horde of zombies I'm gonna go ahead and say we shouldn't watch that movie I'm gonna go ahead you can do it on your own that's fine I'm gonna go ahead and say. I'm, I'm not watch, watching. I'm it. watching it tonight. <laughs> I dude, I guarantee, I guarantee it's better than this movie. I I don't know. It about has that. to be. I, I, have you watched the trailer for it? I have. Yeah. Yeah. It looks. Awful. It looks better than this movie. <laughs> and no, here's the thing. And here's the thing. The trailer for this movie for Area Four Hundred Seven, it was a well put together trailer because it actually makes the movie look pretty good. They tried. They really did try in this movie. Their ideas were misguided and nothing worked. But like, you can tell they. they I think least... I think had they scripted this movie, it would have been much better. Even with all of its flaws visually, with like the dinosaurs looking fucking terrible in it. Well, you actually you barely if, even see a dinosaur. Actually, if the dinosaur, if you hadn't showed the dinosaur in the daylight, it would have been fine. If they would have scripted this movie, it would have been much better. Yeah. But like, I found. I found it so tedious because it was just people talking over each other the whole time, and it was so people, and it was p- people pretty obviously trying to come up with things to say. I agree. And it was, and and I like there were so many times where I was just like, oh my god, like how much is left to this movie? 
Yeah. It can't like well, it the, can't be that much. That's what the longer, beginning but. felt like to me. The beginning fifteen minutes should not have moved oh, as geez. slow as it did. On the plane. Oh my god. Yeah. It went on for fucking. It was like ever. nothing there was nothing advanced. I, I understand they're trying to set up characters, but like my God, you could have done that way better. Yeah, but you're setting up care like most of the people who she's because she's, she's like filming people as they get on the plane. Most Nobody of the, wants to be filmed. Most of the people that she's filming on the plane are dead. Yeah. After the crash. Or are they? They're or, in part oh, two. Oh well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true, actually. <laughs> anyway, though, uh, so hey, James. Yeah. Area four oh seven. Thumbs up or thumbs down? That's gonna be a that's gonna be a, a double thumbs down for me. Double thumbs up for me. Okay, move, <laughs> good. So on. we'll split it in half, and it's two sideways thumbs. Meaning that's, you should watch that's it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, Velocipass. To, to be fair though, you can watch it on YouTube. You so can. like yeah, if you if you're free. just if you're if you're feeling like one day you just want to, I don't know, torture yourself for what the fuck was it an hour and yep a half yep way too long. Go ahead. Go ahead and watch it, and let us know what you think. I I, I don't recommend that, but do it. So okay. so moving on to <laughs> the Velocipaster from 2018. <laughs> what a 2017. 2018. According, 2017. According to IMDb. 2017 and a half. It was filmed in 2018. What? Yeah. I don't know where I got. I, I watched the. Whatever. I watched the. I watched the whole credits at Doesn't the end matter. of the movie because Doesn't they matter. were only a minute long, and it said that it was filmed I believe in 2018. You. I believe you, James. Stop being so Jesus. shitty at this, dude. Uh, directed by Brendan Steer. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by his new power, a hooker convinces him to f- use it to fight crime and ninjas. Hey, China is East. This fucking movie, man. Dude, I... <laughs> you loved it, didn't Loved you? it. <laughs> fucking loved it. Almost every second of it. I, I loved it for the, what it was. It's a shit movie, but I loved it for what it was. The worst part is the end with the ninjas. Yeah. That's the it's worst not, scene well, in the entire not, movie. Because it's not fleshed out. Right, right. right. Well, the, I mean, the fight choreography was top-notch. <laughs> <laughs> top-notch. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Honestly, I like so I expected this to be terrible. And here's what's weird is we went to Nashville and we found this beer. And and you said you said to me you, you're like, "You remember that movie I told you about a while ago called The Velocipaster?" I was like, "Oh shit, yeah. That would be perfect for this." Yeah. Beer, which is I forgot the name, Death Raptor. <laughs> Death yeah. Raptor. Yeah. And and you're like, dude, that would be perfect for this beer. And I was like, oh hell yeah, let's do that. I had never really seen anything about this movie or anything. Mm-hmm. And then I was on my Instagram suggested feed like three days ago before I had even watched the trailer for this movie. Okay. And I see this. I I don't know why. I just like suddenly clicked on this thing, and it's this guy <laughs> stands up with a bloody face, and he's like, I believe in the po- I believe in a higher power, but it's not gonna protect. You're, and then he pauses for a while, and there's ninjas standing around, and I was like, what is this bullshit? And then he he yells, your life! And then he turns into the shittiest dinosaur I've ever seen, and starts kung fu fighting, and I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, this is amazing and terrible. And then I just kind of put it away. I was like, I don't know what that was, but it was fun to watch on Instagram. 
And then I started to think more about it, and I go, wait a tick. <laughs> I'm about to watch a movie called The Velocipaster. Is there some way that... <laughs> What are the odds that that would pop up on Instagram when we were supposed to watch this? I don't know. The algorithm is in your brain. Did it hear and me it's talking gotta, about it? And it's got to be connected to either the the fake birds, right? Yep. The CIA birds or the, the shot, the jab. Yeah. The microchip that's yeah. in my arm is reading my brain. It's scanning my brain. It's got to be And it. somehow knew that we were going to watch Velocipaster. Because why would that show up on my Instagram feed? You know feed? if you rearrange the letters in Velocipaster? Yeah. You know what it spells? What? Pfizer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway. Uh, Velocipaster, uh, just a... Just a Balls to the wall, fun movie. It's just a gay old time. It's just so. It's, As Fred Flintstone would say, <laughs> you, you told me like because I I called you earlier today and I had yet to watch it and you're like it it just starts right out of the bat, man. Like right off the bat, it just gets going, and I didn't know what that meant, <laughs> but within the first two minutes, I'm like, this is fantastic. Insert VFX shot of car on fire. <laughs> It's got it's got this guy uh uh past what's his name? Doug, uh, Doug Doug Jones. He's a what would he be a deacon? The pastor. He's Is a he a pastor? Yeah. I, like I thought he was like pastor no. pastor junior. No, he's a priest. He's a priest. Okay, cuz he was, you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about. Sorry. He's a priest, but I'm sorry. Did you notice that both him and and Father Stewart they're wearing like like spirit Halloween? <laughs> Like priest robes, like they're Halloween costumes, Father, legitimately. Father Stewart in one shot, you can even see on the back of the neck, he's got a safety pin holding it yeah, together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a safety pin, and there's a, just a knot holding yeah. the string together. It's a fucking Halloween costume. Oh yeah, totally. The collar's not even a collar; it's a part of the neckline. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, amazing. Um, <laughs> they didn't even try to hide it. So the very beginning of the movie is just Father Jones, and he's up, you know, like speaking in front of the congregation. And then he goes outside, and his parents are standing outside, and it's just this nice moment where he waves to his parents, "Hi!" And they're they're waving back at him. And then you hear an explosion, and you see a look of horror on his face. And then it cuts back to an empty street, an empty street, <laughs> and just on the screen in text it says VFX burning car. <laughs> like that. That's how you know what you're in for. Oh, like, dude. And that's why I knew that I was gonna love it right off the bat. Like. It, when something knows that it's stupid and it lets me know yeah. early on that it's stupid and that was my problem with 407 like you said oh they tried they tried yeah. well they tried too hard yeah you know what i mean like every i feel like everybody was taking it too seriously yeah it didn't need to be this wacky as you know as wacky as this movie but don't take yourself so seriously i feel like this movie doesn't take itself seriously at all and in that way it actually helps helps because i agree there was actually a lot of like there was like some decent stuff in this movie the acting was the terrible no, no don't don't you dare the no. acting was terrible are you kidding movie. it was terrible what are you talking about this is a comedy movie mike no no i i get i get the idea that it was supposed to be what it is but there's no way that you can look at it and say the acting was good in this movie as far as comedy acting goes the the comedic it's effective for what they're going the for. Comedic, I wouldn't call it good. The comedic timing between 
Greg Cohen, who plays Doug Jones, and uh, Alyssa Kempinski, who plays Carol. The hooker. Their comedic timing is well, sure. Is their, amazing. their timing is good. I I get that. I get that. It's all supposed to be exactly what it is. I I, I don't. I don't feel like you can sit here and say that. Like, I don't know. Because there were there were moments between. It's the hard. Two, to there tell. were moments. It's hard to tell because no, it's, it's not. To there be were bad. moments between the two of them where because you're like this movie is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, and yet in the moment, the two of them. The the acting in this movie is way better than anything in four oh seven, way better. If you're uh, okay, fine. If you're looking at it from the perspective of, and I guess that's what it is. They're 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 acting stupid on purpose. Like they're acting they're, they're acting stupid, but like at, at, but like, I don't know I don't know how to I don't know how to explain this. I don't know how to explain this. Like the, that you just that I just can't understand. I don't know how to explain like the 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 quality of acting was was even though it was stupid and they exactly knew what they what were it was supposed to be it was exactly what it was supposed to that's be. fair yeah. no that's fair i'll give you that I'll give um you that. most no, mostly I, from those two like everything else was like father stewart was played by the d- director of the movie oh really yeah so oh, i didn't know that yeah so he's i did not realize that okay he uh he he directed uh oh no daniel steer was it he must have been the father of the director of the movie because Brendan Steer played, uh, Brendan Steer is the director of the movie. Well, he is Dan- the father. Daniel Steer Maybe is is father. I would Stewart. imagine they're they're related. It's, I have no it's idea. Probably, it's probably his dad. I don't know that for sure, but I'll find out. Um, uh, it, like nobody else's act, acting in the movie was incredible. Um, well, bunch your tongue, Frankie Mermaid. Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, why they call me Frankie Mermaid? Because I'm swimming in bitches. <laughs> uh, oh, it's amazing. He's the best pimp in any movie <laughs> ever. Um, this, yeah, okay, you know what? I, I take everything back. You're right. This movie was amazing. It's shit, but it's amazing. Okay. Okay. I was going to give you shit for backpedaling, but you're agreeing with no, me. No, so. because, because you're right. I, I, I was looking at it from a different perspective, but you're, yeah, you're, you can't, you're a like, thousand percent correct. Like, you can't, you can only look at this from. It, I mean, it's obviously not supposed to be a horror movie. We're a horror well, podcast, but it's not fairness, a horror movie. I came from it's watching a- Area 407, right. which I had my, my my thespian cap on. So going into this movie, you know, just it, it was it was tough. But from a thespian <laughs> point of view, like from a thes- from a thespian <laughs> point of view, this movie, the acting was better. It was cheesy acting, but it was exactly what the movie yeah. needed. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think they delivered exactly what and and like I said, like uh, Carol, the hooker, she was like she didn't have a lot of the overtly funny lines, but her comedic timing in her like in her reaction to what Doug Jones was saying Mm -hmm. was always perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just felt like the two of them on screen were really good together. Daniel Steer, Father Stewart, I thought was hilarious because he was just this He's amazing. disheveled old like in any other movie he'd probably play the the old drunk in an alley somewhere. Yep. <laughs> but yep. but he's, yep. in this he's playing the old priest who looks like a drunk. My favorite my favorite line of the movie, I'm pretty sure it's from Father Stewart. He's just like, Touch not thy hands, Jezebel. <laughs> talking to what's her name it's amazing oh no that was wasn't that uh it was doug jones 
when he first finds out that she's a hooker. Oh shit, you're right. Because yeah, it was whatever, that line's amazing. <laughs> it was right after it was wasn't it right after the scene that we used for the intro? Right? Was it? Yeah. Oh shit. I have it in my notes because the line was so amazing, but I forget exactly where it was. <laughs> One of my favorites, I thought this would have been your favorites too, was Doug Doug Jones, Father Jones says to Father Stewart, he says, What if I told you that I was different? <laughs> And Father Stewart goes, oh, don't worry about that. There's plenty of those yeah, in the church. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Mike's going to get a kick out oh, of that I one, it. dude. I loved it. <laughs> I, uh, halfway through watching this movie, I made the uh, the distinction that this is just the boondock saints of dinosaur movies. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 100% what it is. The boondock saints of dinosaur movies. That's You should do an IMDb review. <laughs> It really is, And that though, should right? be your headline. Taking out evildoers. They got the, the Lord on their side. The big the big cross they're always looking at. That's it's, actually... It's perfect. Yeah, it is. And he, and, and, he, and he flashes back to, like, the... To the uh, image of his parents. Yeah. Almost it's sort of how, like... Don't they, don't they do that with Rocco no. in the second movie? Well, they do it with Rocco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's exactly what it is. Um. So... And and as far as like so once you see, once you see the actual raptor in all of its glory at the end of the movie, it completely obviously takes you out of it. It's a rubber version of the blow up dinosaur costume that was in every like viral video for right. the last five years. Right. <laughs> I love you, at the very end too. You can totally see where the guy's standing up in the neck, and the neck is just falling <laughs> forward on it. <laughs> And I like how they, they don't even try to they don't even try to hide the fact that like you know when he's ripping limbs off and stuff it's literally just mannequin. Oh yeah, when he oh, pulls yeah. the guy's head off at the end. It's the worst. Like they mustache. zoom right in on it. It's it's a mannequin's head with like some meat hanging off of the bottom of it. Not even that. When 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 Father Jones is is uh, transforming into the dinosaur. And he's he's like halfway between. He literally just has rubber gloves on. Like you can, it's like they don't even try to hide the fact that it's rubber gloves. Like you can see it flopping around on his forearm. Like it's so ridiculous. I love it so much. Um, I think my favorite part of the or my favorite line of the movie we were talking earlier. Uh, Father Stewart has a flashback to his uh, war days. Uh, not. <laughs> He's got a wife at home, and he he's he's. What's he's his mess- wife's name? Adeline. Adeline, yeah. He's he's uh he's he's daydreaming basically that she's in the forest, but turns out she's actually there. Well, he's but- in. It's it's important to mention he's in Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah, yeah. In the war, and he's talking to his buddy about how he's got this girl waiting at home yeah. for him. And then, and so she shows up in the forest, running towards him. You think it's a joke. Until she steps on a landmine and just fucking splat soups all over his face. And so he's just standing there, like, completely still the entire time. And then the other guy walks up and goes, what was she doing in the forest? And the other guy goes, maybe she was trying to start a family. Because his buddy just got done telling him how we should go home and have 11 kids with her. Maybe she was trying to start a family, and after she explodes into it, just a into a giant spray of blood, one of the guys goes. One of the guys goes. I don't think there's anything we can do for her now. She's too far gone. It's the best. Oh, it's so good. 
It's so good. <laughs> and then you know, you know what was funny too? Did you notice what they did with that scene too? They were doing a so they they went to see uh Altair, right? Mm-hmm. The the ex because uh Doug Jones comes to Father Stewart and admits to him that he's been turning into a, a raptor and killing people and and Father Stewart just assumes that he's possessed. Yeah. And he's like, well, we need to go to the archdiocese and we, we need to get approved for a, an exorcism. And he can't. It's going to be like months before the archdiocese will uh, agree to do it. So, of course, he goes to so the, he takes the church him, adjacent guy. He takes him to El Tair, who is this guy like, you know, he's, you know, yeah, he's working. He's working behind the scenes and he can just do exorcisms whenever he wants and stuff yeah. like that. And <laughs> they go into this whole backstory I haven't I haven't gone to see El Tair since since before the war. And they go into this whole backstory about Father Stewart being in Vietnam and his buddy Ali who gets killed in the war and then his wife exploding. And in my head I'm going, this part of the movie's going on for too long. Like this let's get back to the really funny stuff. Like I want to see more about Doug Jones and, and Carol and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And <laughs> they cut from his wife dying and he's back in the US and he's he's walking down the street and you think they're going to continue the story and tell you how he went to see Altair at some point and he goes and then and then I decided to try the clergy one more time and then the film cuts and it's almost like they just yanked the film out of the reel and then they go back to the present day and it's like yeah it's it's they knew, they knew, like, that's the whole gag. Like, they knew that they were taking that part of the story for too long. And so you never actually know why that why he knows El Tair. Did you realize You're, that? No, I didn't actually. Because the other guy who got killed in the war, he I thought that was El Tair at first, but that was Ali. Yeah. His buddy Ali. Yeah. So they never actually get to that part of the story. It's almost like, well, this is going on for too long, so they just fucking yanked the <laughs> yanked the film out of the reel. I don't understand where the film stuff though, because they do that a lot in the movie. Yeah. I don't get where that even comes from. Like, why why is that even a part of the movie? Where did they where did they do it again? They do it in the very big. Be- they do it in the b- very beginning, like you're watching a test screening with the insert VFX shots. They do. There's a thing at the end with like random film glitches. Uh, I don't know. I. What was the other? Oh, like during the fight scene at the end? Yeah. There's like random film glitches throughout it all. Wow. What was the one at the end? Because the other two that I, I, the other two are explained, like they literally just made it sort of meta, like, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the VFX car burning, like they wanted yeah. to show you how low budget the whole thing was. Yeah. What was the, what was the one at the end though? I can't think I of what there, it is. It was, it was during the fight scene. Yeah, I forget what it was, but I I have my in my notes here. It's like random film glitches. Why? <laughs> like it's but then it like make any sense? But then like like I was saying, like uh, there were parts of this movie where like the editing was pretty. Like the whole love scene between Doug Jones and Carol, that whole thing, I thought was edited so cool. It was kind of corny and had sort of a seventies vibe to it. But like the different colored colored screens like the montage of the colored screens and then Mm -hmm. they did a thing where they played like one frame from every single scene of the movie yeah the catching up to where they were like all the way like i thought that was all pretty cool you know what i mean there's probably stuff in there that we didn't see before that were added in (laughs) there had to have been i don't even know about that like i just i just thought that like like this is all pretty 
This is all pretty creative for a movie that is so stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I actually I actually thought that like this this movie to me, if you were to compare this movie and Area 407, this movie to me seemed like way more love went into it. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I would, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um, like 407, it's like they were trying to make the scary movie, but they had no means to do it. Right. Whereas this movie, this is a love letter to shitty B-movies. Right. It's exactly what it is. Right. Like they knew exactly what they were doing. And this kind of counteracts what I was saying earlier, but you're absolutely right. Like they knew exactly what they were doing. They, they Every part of this is intentional, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's fucking great. Um, I have I have my notes here. This might be the best transformation in cinema history, where he just has the dino gloves on at the very end. <laughs> I think I'm Im- I think my hands are immune. <laughs> I love it so much. And there's a part at the end too where they're looking at a treasure map, like the 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 old the Chinese dude, like yeah. the master. I don't even know his name. He's looking at a map, and then he drops and randomly bursts. In the- Why did the map burst into flames? Because. Because, <laughs> because there's no reason for it. Well, the whole thing was is that, like, because the the guy who was holding the map was turned out to be Doug Jones's brother. Yeah, right. Who felt slighted because his whole life his parents were just ignored him, ignoring the shit out of him. It was like a sign that, like, because the whole thing was rooted in the spreading of Christianity. Even yeah. this, even this group of, even this like ancient Chinese. Well, uh, yeah, their whole their whole idea was we're going to convince people of this and then we're save get, them with Christianity. We're yeah. going to get people hooked on this new drug, and then no, that's right. It was like cocaine, and then we're going to pull, <laughs> and then we're going to pull the drug, and then once all these people are hooked on this drug and it gets pulled from the streets, they're all going to have to join support groups, and once they're in a support group, that's when we're going to push Christianity on them, and. <laughs> Or Catholicism, I think. It's literally what happens, by the way. It's literally what happens. Or specifically Catholicism. And and, uh, so I think that the whole idea behind the the thing burning was that, like... They're evil? Well, like, like, this is not what God's plan is, and the Velasa pastor is coming for you, and he's got God on his side. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was like a divine divine sort of thing that was happening. I, um, I, I feel like we're looking too much into it, but no, that's 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 what it was, dude. Um, <laughs> I just want there to be a stupider answer. That's all. <laughs> well, the whole movie is stupid. True. The uh, the uh, the brother and the maniacal laughing scene, like like trying to figure out what his villain laugh was. Him and the master Chinese guy, just it's it's like five minutes of them laughing back and forth. It's <laughs> fucking hysterical. Would you believe this movie costs between thirty five and forty five thousand dollars? Uh yes. <laughs> I would, honestly. Okay. Okay. I would just be well thirty thirty five to forty five thousand dollars is not nothing. It's not in a lot of money. Filmmaking, it's nothing. Um, I just think back to the movie that I made that cost, from my understanding, around sixty to seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, and how much better this movie is <laughs> <laughs> makes me a little sad. And that was back in like two thousand six, something like that. Yeah, but the point is though, it's like it's like just what they did on this budget is crazy to me like i don't know i'm one hand i'm one hand i get it because of 
how, obviously how much I've spent in the past on, well, not me, but like I've been on <laughs> sets with movies. But like at the same time, you're like, I look at this movie, I go, they spent thirty five to forty five thousand dollars on this. It's, that's like a forty dollars suit you can get on Amazon, and they shot it with an iPhone. Like why? The, why the fuck did it cost that much? I'd, I don't know. I I uh, I'd be I'd actually be interested to see like just and especially like the guy the guy uh uh what the hell's his name Brendan Steer yep he wrote it he directed it he edited it, edited it himself so that's that's three roles right there that you you you're not paying for sure. you know what I mean sure so <laughs> it would be interesting interesting to hear like a breakdown of how. How this was all put together? Like I saw, I saw some stuff like during the the Vietnam flashbacks where there it's it's Father Stewart and then the two other dudes. The one dude has a hunting rifle, which is not a rifle that you would use at all in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. The other guy has a has a pistol gripped shotgun. Again, something you would never see in Vietnam. It's like these are just guns that somebody had that brought to set, which the, tells uh, me they didn't spend any money on that kind of stuff. The uh... The the Vietnam scenes reminded me very much of the thing that we did. Yeah. The uh, American Lightning thing. It's one hundred percent what it was. That that's what I'm saying though. Like you don't yeah. need money for that. Like right. why did this cost forty five thousand dollars? Right. Um, now does I, it, now does the budget does the budget include like um uh like like marketing and stuff like that though? Um no not what. Well, it depends, I don't really it, know how that kind It depends on what you're. It depends on what you're looking at. This one could have. Yeah. Um. It depends on on where those figures are coming from. Sure. So. I don't. I don't really know much about that kind of stuff. So I. I guess I could see where it would. You know where some of that stuff would factor in. Sure. But uh, I don't know, man. Like I. I actually like this movie. Where I. Whereas I said the the other like. Area four oh seven was tedious to me. Like I was I was watching it and I was just like, okay, when is this gonna be fucking done? Like this movie, I didn't feel like that. Yeah. It's for all intents and purposes, it is a shitty B movie. Sure. But it's not poorly made. It's you know what I mean? It is, but I get what you're saying. It's poorly it's poorly made intentionally. Yeah. You know? It's it's made to it's made lovingly to be a terrible B movie. If it was any better, it would have been worse. Right. Yeah. Does that makes sense. That's a great way of putting it. If it was it. any better, it would have been worse. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they set it up for a sequel. Oh well, they so the 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 main actress, the babe, uh, the hooker. What's her name? Thank you, by the way, for bringing up the fact that she's a babe. Because, oh yeah, she's uh, totally babe. I, I forgot to do uh, that. Alyssa Kempinski. Uh, she posted on something i was trying to figure out who she was i thought i thought that i'd seen her somewhere else before i turned out i hadn't but on her socials though she talks about how uh all the wardrobe in this movie was her own personal wardrobe like there was there was no money for for buying stuff that was what was this before you move on was this supposed to take place in the 70s or something like that i don't think so because her her whole wardrobe was very like I think she's just a hippie. Sort of 70s-ish. But she talks about, should I wear it for number two? Oh. So I think that there is a sequel. I mean, they set they made. set it up at the end with the... Of course they do. Her, him and her. <laughs> I love how she, she dies. <laughs> she straight up dies in the middle of a battle. And then, and then they cut to, like, at the end of the movie, he just goes, oh, <laughs> Carol. And then they cut to the scene where he's sitting in the waiting room at the hospital and the doctor with the the head thing comes 
He, falls he sits down and he falls over his eyes. They you don't do him, another take. You can see him visu- visually <laughs> laugh though, like, <laughs> and and he's just like, oh yeah, she's gonna be fine. And he's like, she's gonna be fine. Yeah, she's actually gonna recover quicker than we thought she was. <laughs> she is. Oh uh, yeah, actually, I think she's okay right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes back and looks at her, and and she goes, I'm fine. And he goes. <laughs> Are you sure? And she leans in. You think she's going to say something. She just goes, I'm fine. (laughs) And then there's just big letters that come over the screen that says, She's fine. She's fine. And then they cut to them on a mountaintop somewhere. Standing next to a fuck. Oh, man. That Chevelle, dude. That's like my dream car. Is it? Not Well, not a... That's a... I think it's a 71 because of the round taillights, but... Okay. uh, Yeah. You're outside of my wheelhouse here. A sh- all you need Get to it, know because there's wheels on. It. <laughs> all you need to know is a Chevelle is my dream car. So if okay. you ever want to buy me a really nice birthday present, like a 1970 Cherry Chevelle, I'm gonna buy you. I'm gonna buy you the debut record from Chevelle. <laughs> <laughs> there's your there's your birthday gift. <laughs> all right. Just like suffocating. Is there anything else in this movie you need to talk about? No, I. Uh, if they make a second one, I'm excited to see it because honestly, I thought oh, this, I'd watch it. I thought this was just fun as hell. The soundtrack of this movie was amazing. Dude, amazing. Soundtrack was awesome. It's like a punk rock, yeah. like. And uh, were these movies written for this song? No, I don't think Cause a, so. Because a lot of the, were sub- the movies written for the song. Were, uh, were, the, were these songs written for this movie? Because a lot of the a lot of the lyrical content had to do with religious stuff did you notice that i I did i don't know that they were for sure but i mean who knows but like i don't think any of the bands were big enough and that was another thing that i loved about the movie and i and like and made me realize this is this is a movie that's meant to there's something about the fact that it was all amazing punk songs that let you recognize the fact that this movie is exactly what it was supposed to be you know what i mean yeah it wasn't trying to take itself too seriously nope and all the songs were great. No, they were. They, and they, they oddly fit the scenes really well. They really did. They seemed like they... If you were listening to this without watching the movie, like just listening to the soundtrack, you would maybe think they were out of place. But they work. No, they were great. They totally were. Uh, this movie's on Prime, by the, by the way. Yeah. So go check it out. I would suggest this movie. I, I honestly I, would. If you're into this kind of movie, yes. I, this is a this is a great. I had fun watching. You're watch- only into elevated horror. This is, this is not for you. <laughs> this is not for you. Uh, I had fun watching it by myself. I can only imagine how much fun we would have had sitting together. down with a with a with a with a twelve pack and yep. and watching this movie together. Agreed. Like I think I think this is a just a super super fun stupid movie to watch. And uh, like I said, I look forward to the to the follow up if it comes out anytime soon. I agree. So that is uh, that's the Velocipaster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and just I mean, come on, great name by the way, the Velocipaster and Area Four Hundred Seven. Like I said, Area Four Hundred Seven. You could, I could take it or leave it. You, I, I could leave you, it. You could skip it, and uh, I don't think that you're missing anything. You might actually be better for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very possible. Just watch the Velocipaster twice. Done. There you go. Done. All right. Um, Do it tonight. So that's it for this week. We got an idea for next week. It's not my idea. Mike came up with another idea, so oh, we're skipping yes. my idea apparently. So uh, I don't know what your idea was. Uh, I wanted to watch the new Wrong Turn movie because I oh. haven't seen it yet. Thanks for giving it away. 
Well, I, I'm not giving it away because that's not what we're doing. I never said that my idea had to be this week. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I said upcoming weeks. Literally said, I said, in one of the weeks going up. I will fight you. I, I, I you shouldn't. I will. You shouldn't. All right. Me and Mike are going to go fight real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll wrap up the show first. If you want to find us before next week, you can uh, find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. You can also find us on uh Twitter, that's it. There you at go. the Buzzkill PC. Uh, we're on all major streaming sites. Uh, tell tell your favorite trash cinema loving person that there's a trash podcast they can listen to. Yeah, they'll love us. And tell your trash ass Aunt Sally. Ooh, that trashy Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb bitch. <laughs> Apologies to every Aunt Sally out there. No, I don't oh, apologize right. okay. to any of you. Um, yeah. So we will see you next week. We promise not to have any terrible illnesses before then. Don't that, promise that. That pushes back Don't any. Don't promise that. Oh, I'm going to promise. Okay. Even if I'm puking out of my bum <laughs> next week, we will be here. <laughs> Done. All right. All right. Cheers, sir. Uh, cheers, bud. Adios. Have, have a good night. Yep.